can't really sing. <laughs> la, 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 la. Hello and welcome to the SBNY Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy and I am your host. The Sports Blog New York Podcast is on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, as well as Google Play. You can find that simply by searching Sports Blog New York Podcast or go to sportsblognewyork.com, click on the podcast tab, and any of those articles will lead you in the right direction. Now, if you do not do so already, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SportsBlogNYC and myself at Pete underscore Kennedy 81. And if you like what you've been hearing on the SBNY Podcast, Feel free. Leave a little rating and a review. doesn't take too long. Just ask for some stars and some thoughts on what you think of the pod. So the NBA Finals Game 3 happened. Warriors are up 3-0, as we all know. And we may have a legendary Finals run, 16-0 in the playoffs, but not many legendary games. At least we had one tonight. But before we get into the pod, a word from our presenting sponsor. Wooter Apparel is the number one shop for custom uniforms and apparel. Lowest prices, two to three week turnaround, every sport, any design you can imagine. Fully customizable team uniforms and apparel. Wooter Apparel empowers teams and athletes around the world by offering the best subliminated uniforms and apparel at unbeatable prices. Now you can find out more information on WooterApparel.com. That's W-O-O-T-E-R, apparel.com, or Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine at Wooter Apparel. And the best part is, don't forget about discount code SBNY for a special discount depending on your offer. And that's discount code SBNY. But okay, here we go. The NBA Finals, game three, Warriors up 3 0. Now, I have a couple things to touch on, but before I start, let me just say this. I wasn't going to come on the pod today or tonight. I'm here after the game, late night, 1230 East Coast. But watching that game, getting excited as I did, seeing some magnificent plays by magnificent players, and all in all, the first close game of this NBA Finals, and perhaps the last close game of this NBA Finals. But I'm not here to dwell on that just yet. I'll get to some of the negatives of the game. But I cannot start off on the negatives after that basketball game that I just watched. You got two of the best players in the league. And you know what? I'm going to say it. The two best players in the league, head-to-head, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. And I don't know who you're going to say is number three, but I have a name of number three who, if you don't agree, is in the conversation then I'm going to question your basketball knowledge. And that man is named Steph Curry. But it's not just about KD and Steph and Clay, who's right up there in a conversation for best players in the league, all-star year in, year out at this point. It's not about Draymond. Not even about Kyrie, K-Love. The Golden State Warriors as a whole play the game of basketball better than anybody in the NBA. And it's not even close. Now I said this on the pod earlier this week after game two. When the Cavs get going, sometimes they're hitting ISO shots. LeBron taking over, driving to the lane, making phenomenal layups, making great passes. Kyrie Irving, same thing. How many shots did Kyrie Irving put in tonight that literally made you physically react? A visceral reaction. Kyrie Irving made me get out of my seat 
two times tonight. That Euro step where he took the ball from his left across his face to the right, one hop up with the spin from the left side of the hoop, it made me get out of my seat. It was spectacular. But how can you expect a man or two men, if you count LeBron, to be making plays like this for four quarters of an NBA basketball game at the intensity of the NBA Finals? Now, this game was interesting to me because the Cavs controlled it. And I think the consensus may be they lost the game. Pretty fair to say, no? But what happened when the game tightened up to its peak intensity in the end of the fourth quarter? The D was as tight as it was on both ends. And what did the Cavs do? Continue to rely on iso ball. What did the Warriors do? continued to run their offense almost to a fault. Think back to a play. Typical screen. Steph Curry has the ball. He throws a screen pass because he gets double teamed. He flips it over to the top of the key. I think it was Kevin Durant. He makes one move by a defender, and he meets just Kyle Korver, just a measly little Kyle Korver in the paint. And what does he do? He doesn't put up a tough floater. He doesn't take a fadeaway. He makes a clean bounce pass to Andre Iguodala who miraculously got blocked from behind by LeBron James or Kevin Love. It was kind of tough to tell. Phenomenal defensive effort. But when I saw that play, I saw a man in Kevin Durant. Now we all know what his decision means and what it did to this team and what you may think about him if if he took the easy way out or not. But you have to accept the fact that he has joined a team and literally checked his ego at the door. How many times can you say that about a top athlete in the league, in the world? Kevin Durant is easily top two basketball player in the world. He joined a team with tremendous talent. I get it. And like I said earlier in the week, I understand your frustration. I know you want to see other teams good, especially if your team isn't very good, like mine, the New York Knicks. But I watched this team, the Golden State Warriors, play the game the right way. And I can't help but have fun watching it. Though LeBron James and Kevin, Kevin Love had the block on Andre Iguodala on that play, towards the end of the fourth quarter, crucial moments of the game, the Warriors were actually still down. The fact that Kevin Durant is able to put his ego aside, keep his mind right, and make the right play, the only thing that makes me <laughs> realize that is watching LeBron for his whole career. That is what LeBron has made his bread and butter on. Even though half of you guys out there who don't appreciate him that much say that could be his biggest flaw. But the guy plays the game the right way. Maybe not as much in this series. Because like I was saying before, you watch these Warriors, you watch these Cavs. Warriors, they get into their ISO. Steph likes to dance around. KD likes to take his. But when it comes down to it, when they need the bucket, when the starters aren't on the floor... Everybody is comfortable taking control of the game. And you can't say that about the Cavs. You just can't. And I'm not saying the Cavs played selfishly because they played a phenomenal basketball game tonight. Like I said, I was so thoroughly impressed, pumped up, and hyped about some of the plays that LeBron, J.R. Smith, and Kyrie Irving made. But it comes down to this. And this is the same argument I made with the MVP talk between Russell Westbrook and James Harden and LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard, and Steph Curry in the past. It comes down to what type of basketball 
do you inspire? And you look at the Cavs, and they inspire tremendous play. But they inspire their stars to do it all. And if it's not for them, it's nothing. The Warriors, on the other hand, have this quality of a team of unselfishness to let everybody flourish. And it's something you just do not see in pro sports. I'm not talking about just in the NBA. I'm talking about across the board. Unselfish, teamwork, playing the game the right way. So you know what? I heard the radio on the radio earlier today, and I'm not going to call anyone out. I honestly forget who it was. I listen to so much sometimes. But they were saying, is Steve Kerr and Tyron Lue the luckiest coaches in league history? Now, I'm not comfortable with that. That doesn't make me... It doesn't make me happy at all because it really makes me question what you're watching here. If you watch these Warriors game in, game out, this is how they play all year long. Now, I was was with a friend, and I mentioned this earlier in the week on the other pod. I'll say it again. I don't like to check Twitter a lot while I'm watching the game. I don't like to text a lot of people while I'm watching the game. I like to take it in, and if I'm with people, I'll talk to them about it. So when Steph Curry runs down the court, makes a little fancy dribble move, a hesitation, stutter step, and pulls on a dime. Pulls a three on a dime with a defense near him. Even I, who's seen it plenty of times, and I'm sure you have too, it makes you react, and it makes you get emotional and pumped. But I remember, not this year as much, but last year, before KD got here, before they uh, blew a 3-1 lead in the finals last year, when they won 73 games in an NBA season, I probably watched almost 30 Warrior games because they were on every single night on primetime. Every primetime game, it seemed like the Warriors were there. Same this year, but I didn't watch quite as much. I'm going to be honest. Last year, I watched a ton. And Steph Curry does this. He does this every game, game in and game out. He'll pull from anywhere. And you have witnessed now a Steph Curry in the NBA Finals as comfortable as a Steph Curry in game number 33 of the NBA season. A Steph Curry with the confidence level to take the ball to the rim and flip up one of these miraculous circus shots that you know from the Instagram highlights to do that on the best team in the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals. All the talk about Steph Curry not showing up in the Finals must be gone now. Because granted, there's a lot of talk about KD, and he deserves it because that man has shown up Three games in a row. Those Steph Curry haters better be saying, all right, Steph, you showed me something tonight. I got to give you some props where it's due because it's due. And that's not to say the Cavs did bad because this is possibly the best game they could have played. So hopefully you're on the same page as me because it's frustrating to me when I hear friends and I hear people on Twitter not appreciate this Warriors team. You don't have to like them to appreciate how they play the game. Do you think the Utah Jazz liked Michael Jordan? He beat them twice in a row. But end of the day, if you understand good basketball, because you should know it, watching John Stockton and Carl Malone run a clinic, you should be able to sit back and say, wow, MJ, Scotty, Dennis, Ku Coach, Kerr, all you guys, kudos. You played the game very well, talented, the whole nine. You don't have to love somebody to appreciate it. 
I didn't like LeBron for half his career. Before he went to Miami, I hated him. I didn't think, I didn't like that he anointed, got anointed king before he played, right? So now I sound like this old man as a kid, and then I like flip-flopped on it. It doesn't even make sense to me. But when I was younger, LeBron James, 16 years old, comes into the league and says, I'm the king, I'm here to take over. Whether he said it or it was media fabricated, that's, that was the storyline. That was the narrative. And I said, no, nah, I'm not taking that. He has to prove it. And then he proved it. And I said, you know what? I don't have to root for this guy. He doesn't have to be my favorite player. But goddamn, I got to appreciate greatness. And what we have in this NBA Finals is two great teams, one team that is possibly all-time in the Golden State Warriors. So now we have a 3-0. Kind of unfortunate, huh? But then you realize that there's one silver lining to the Warriors being up 3-0. Actually, I'll make it two. The first one, I'll make a joke. The Warriors blew a 3-1 lead. It's only right for them to blow a 3-0 lead, am I right? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah, we'll throw that one out the window. Warriors are going to win the series. But what it comes down to now, will they have the best regular season last year with 73 wins and then follow it up by the best postseason going undefeated from start to finish in the NBA playoffs, 16-0? and Think about that, people. You got to think what it means to win 16 straight games in the NBA playoffs. Because like I said, you don't have to like Steph Curry or Kevin Durant to appreciate it, to show up and witness the greatness. Because last year I thought I saw the best team I ever saw in my life. And they flopped it. They told me, nope, you're wrong. This is the best team you've ever seen in your life. And I give all the credit in the world to Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay, Draymond, Steve Curry. You have to bring in everybody, including the guy sitting in the broadcast booth, Mark Jackson. Because you got to remember that he brought some of these guys up, including Steph and Clay. So shout out to all them. Because you got to appreciate the greatness. And I'm not going to let that waver. But now I get to the point where I originally said Warriors in six. Is that still a possibility? Absolutely. But do I reach the point now where I I don't care about my pride. My pick doesn't mean anything. You listeners of the SBNY podcast aren't going to go, oh, Pete Kennedy is such an idiot. Pick the Warriors in six. They won in four. No, that's not going to happen. I'm not worried about that. And if you feel that way, hit me up on Twitter at Pete underscore Kennedy 81. I'll be glad to have a little conversation with you. So now do you root for 16-0? I think you kind of have to a little bit. But at the same time, I said on this last pod, I had this feeling that I second-guessed as soon as I said it, but I said it on the pod last week, released Monday morning, early, uh, earlier this week. I said the Cavs were going to lose Game 3 and come back and win Game 4 because I cannot imagine that caliber of team, that caliber of player, of superstar, of legend to get swept in the NBA Finals. And I think I'm going to have to stick with that. In Cleveland, LeBron James is going to have those people focused. He's going to have Corbin focused. He's going to have JR focused. Because they have nothing to lose now. It's about pride. It's about not allowing this team to give the whole league reason to doubt themselves for the next two seasons. The Cavs teams are, this Cavs team is going to play for pride next, next game. 
And that's what they have to do. They have no choice. They have to show up. They got to put a fight on. Because I'll tell you what, I was happy to see the Cav- I mean, the Warriors face some struggle. Because let's be honest, what's the closest game we've seen them play in this playoffs? It might as well might as well have been a game against the Portland Trailblazers in the first round. Realistically, it was probably um, either against the Jazz or Game One against the Spurs when you know Kawhi before he went down they had to make a big comeback. But yeah, we all know how that ended. But these Cavs, man, I don't like to do the whole MJ LeBron thing. But one thing that I thought of tonight, watching this team, if you think like a rational human being that LeBron James and Michael Jordan are in the same realm of conversation. I ain't saying MJ's better. I ain't saying LeBron James is better. I am not here to have that conversation. I'll leave that to all the big guns. You're not going to come to me for that information. I'm going to give you a little bit of twist on maybe something like that. So I'm not here to say it, but just do me one favor and accept the fact they're in the same realm. You got MJ, you got LeBron. Sure, one's higher than the other. Pick your poison. But they're both there. They're both in the conversation for greatest of all time. So if you equate them as close to greatest of all time and you see this Cavaliers team as a team who actually took down a similar team in Golden State last year, obviously Kevin Durant, big addition. But just think about that. Then you equate it to MJ on the Bulls and the Jazz. The Bulls went six, two years in a row against the Jazz. Tough, close games. Why, why Michael has those legendary moments? Because they were tough, fought, gritty games where they needed a big, big hit, big shot. Whether it was Michael with a little push-off off Byron Russell. Whether it was Michael accepting a double team, dishing off to Steve Kerr for a mid-range jump shot to go up late in the game. But they were close games, and that was the point. So I equate whether I think LeBron and his Cavs team is better than the Bulls. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, they're at least, at least equal to that Utah Jazz team. And I think that's fair to say. If you disagree with me, again, shout me out on Twitter. I'd love to talk about it at Pete underscore Kennedy 81 or at SportBlogNYC. But let's say that the Cavs team right now can at least equate to the Utah Jazz, Stockton, Malone, Hornacek, the whole nine, Ostertag, Byron Russell. That's a fair thing to say, correct? And that Cavs team brought... I mean, that Jazz team brought the Bulls to six, two years in a row, close, hard-fought games. And this Warrior team has walked through the park to Game 3, struggled for Game 3 a little bit, and then dominated three minutes and nine seconds, 11-0 run. Cavs couldn't get a bucket. So I don't know. Say what you want. And if you listen to this whole thing right now, we're at about 20 minutes, 19 minutes right now. You heard me say it. Be mad at Kevin all you want, except this team is great. But this is the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. I'm here going solo again. Wanted to make sure I brought you guys some of my thoughts, some of my reaction on Game 3 because, you know, by the next time you hear me, we may be two days away from the end of the NBA Finals. And what we're going to be talking about is exactly this what we're talking about right now, and what's going to happen moving forward for this Cavs team and this Warriors team. Is Kevin Love going to get scapegoated and sent away? Is Klay Thompson going to be like, 
All right. This was really fun. I love you guys, but I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to do my thing, which damn would be exciting. And damn, I would respect it too. A lot, a lot of things are going to happen. People always think these things last forever until they go away. So it's going to be interesting, interesting to watch. But again, let's do a quick word from our presenting sponsor at Wooter Apparel. So that's Wooter Apparel. That's W-O-O-T-E-R Apparel.com. You can hit them up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine, at Wooter Apparel. They're number one spot for custom jerseys, and I will speak from my experience. Three years in a row, I've been rocking Wooter Apparel jerseys for my basketball rec league, and I couldn't be happier. So go to sportsblognewyork.com, check out our podcast tab. The newest articles have some pictures from their Instagram, link to their website, or simply go to wooterapparel.com or at wooterapparel on Instagram and check out what they're working with because I ain't here to show you something I can't be proud of. So check them out, see what they're working with. And the best part is discount code SBNY for a special discount depending on your purchase. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this little reaction podcast so far. I'm going to hang out for another five minutes. I have a couple more thoughts that I really want to get to because I think it's really, really important. And it's stuff that I alluded to on the most recent podcast about the NBA on Monday morning, coming to you now Thursday morning. Because the Cavs played a good game, and you got to give them some credit. They didn't come out with the win, but I'm not here to give specific credit to LeBron and Kyrie because they played damn good games. I said that in the beginning. I told you before, Kyrie made me get out of my seat twice tonight, and that doesn't happen every game. But I'm here to talk about certain role players that I'm going to say actually made me proud because when I think about the most important players or the X factors, I think X factors really captures what I'm trying to get across here. I ain't talking about the MVP of each team. Clearly, LeBron and Kyrie, the MVPs of the team. 39 points for LeBron, 38 points for Kyrie. LeBron was one assist away from a triple-double. They run the show. They do a lot. But when you look at this box score and you put one next to another, you see that the Warriors have three guys on their bench. Seven points, seven points, six points. Doesn't sound like a lot, right? But when you got Sean Livingston, a guy who knows how to get a bucket, confidently can take one to the rack or take a little pull-up mid-range. Andre Iguodala can hit a three or two, get to the line, get an easy dunk. David West, same thing, mid-range, dunk. They're points you take for granted. And that's why tonight you got to look at the Cavs box score and say, J.R. Smith, thank you for showing up. Too bad you couldn't have one more teammate show up with you. But J.R., you did your thing tonight. Tyron Lue made it clear he was being almost stubborn saying J.R. Smith will be starting in Game 3. And what did he do? He came out and hit five threes. And granted, he was much hotter early than he was late. He hit five threes. When I was on this podcast on Monday morning, I, I called them out. I called out J.R. Smith. I called out Darren Williams, who didn't really play this, this game at least. Kyle Korver, who scored eight. That's acceptable. Could have used a little more. But then you come down to a man who I used to really give some crap to. I can't lie. And I learned to really appreciate him. And he's on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And his name 
is Tristan Thompson. When he was first coming up with the Cavs and LeBron was back and he was getting a bigger role, people were starting to appreciate him because he filled a role. He's a role player, and he has become a glorified role player who gets paid like a top-of-the-line starter. And I always hated the fact that he made so much money, but then I realized that's how it works, Pete. That's how it goes. People on really great teams, if they fill their role, they become more important than a good player on a really bad team. Is Nikola Vucevic a 10 times better offensive player than Tristan Thompson? Yeah, and he, he kind of gets paid like Tristan Thompson too. But if Vucevic was on the Cavs, he'd be able to put the ball in the hoop, right? So they might be the same as you know equal players. One's better on offense, one's better on defense, and they're both paid differently. But you look at Vucevic getting these stats, and you say, oh, maybe he's actually better. But then I saw, I said, no, 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 Pete. Get this right. Vucevic is on a bad team. He gets stats. Doesn't matter. Tristan Thompson's on a good team. He plays a role. It's important. He makes a difference on a good team that wins games. So I tricked myself. And trick's probably not the right word because I don't want it to come off with a negative connotation. But I learned to appreciate the type of player Tristan Thompson was. I used to hate that he couldn't finish around the rim unless he dunked. He couldn't hit a damn free throw. He realistically wasn't that great of a defender. But he got better and better as he grew. So you got to accept that. But now we're at game three. And Tristan Thompson has combined for eight points in three games. And again, less than four rebounds. Three rebounds for Tristan Thompson. Now, I'm going to try to give some benefit of the doubt because he was grinding down there for 23 minutes. He was trying to box people out. He was trying to do the dirty work to let Kevin Love grab 13 and LeBron grab 11. But my man, you're going to show up at the NBA Finals for your third year in a row. You're a young veteran at this point. You've been around the block. You and Kyrie don't use the young excuse. You don't use the I didn't really reach my prime yet excuse because this is your third Finals in a row. And you're going to give zero points in two games. That's damn tough. And it's damn tough to accept that when you're paying the man like a starter. But that's what you got to do. And that's why LeBron James can't look at his teammates and he can't say, I don't have the help. Because this, these are the guys that he put his neck out for to get more money. He wanted Tristan to stay. He wanted him to get a bigger contract. He wanted his boy JR to stay because he wanted him to get a bigger contract. Richard Jefferson, he liked him. He wanted to get a shooter in the season. They got Kyle Korver. So LeBron can't point fingers, and I'm glad. I don't think he is. He's damn proud of what he's doing himself, but he's realizing this team can't hang. And I'll tell you what, it showed because the role players on the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't seem to have what the role players on the the Golden State Warriors have. And also Kevin Love had a tough game three. Sorry, man. I'm not going to go too deep on you. you. You struggled from the floor. You didn't get shots off. You only hit one field goal. I'm sorry. You might get scapegoated, and that's just that just sucks, man. <laughs> I'm not going to go too deep on K-Love now because what are you going to do? What am I supposed to sit here and say? Yeah, K-Love sucked, couldn't get a shot. Uh, when he did get a shot, he missed 13 rebounds, though. I guess that's cool. Yeah, you had six steals. That's fun, too. 
too bad you only had nine points and uh, you're supposed to be a star player. But hey, I'm not going too too bad on Kevin Love, I said. But there's two other things that I want to get to and then I'm going to get out of here. Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. Hopefully you enjoyed my reaction podcast to Game 3. And please, I would love to hear some feedback because I know people are out there. I know people are listening. I see you out there on uh, all the listeners, so I want to hear some interaction. I would love for you guys to hit me up on Twitter. That's at Pete underscore Kennedy 81 or at the Sports Blog Twitter, which is at Sport Blog NYC. So give us some shout out. Let me know if you're listening to the podcast, and especially if you do like what you've been hearing. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or the Apple Podcast app. It takes about 30 seconds. Give us some stars, some thoughts on uh, what you think about the finals, what you think about the Yankees, the Mets, whatever you want, or what you think about the podcast and what we're doing over here. But definitely, as always, we're appreciating every single one of you out there listening to me and my buddies doing the SBNY podcast. So the last thing I want to talk about is something that makes me rather happy about the Golden State Warriors. The fact that we had one close game. And the series isn't over. They might lose game five. I'll give you a prediction. I mean, game four. I'll give you a prediction at the end of this. But they might lose game four. Or it might be another close game. But now I can confidently say that I've seen the greatest team that I've witnessed in my lifetime, the Golden State Warriors. And I mean truly witnessed. I was alive for Jordan. Obviously, I was was there. I was a child. I didn't appreciate real basketball. So I'm saying, with confidence, Golden State Warriors of this season, best team I've ever watched. I'm happy that I saw them in some pressure situations because they really did reiterate everything that I already believed. I know Kevin Durant is supremely talented. And whether you like him or not, the world thinks he's supremely talented because it's true. He is. Steph Curry, I've been following him since Davidson. Been following him since college. And a little shout-out to an old podcast. Had one of his college teammates on the podcast during March Madness. His name is Steve Rosser, so go back and check out that episode. Really cool uh, stories he told about Steph and playing Davidson going through that tournament. That's besides the point. Been following Steph for a long time. Some people have started not to like him. I know that that is just a natural cycle. You can't be on top forever. Steph Curry came in with not a not one thing against him. Underdog story. Crazy shot with the range that no one's ever seen before. Cinderella story in the NCAA tournament. Rises up to a seventh pick and then... Shows the sparks of his ability to shoot and handle and pass. And unfortunately experiences some injuries. More than one or two injuries, actually. And shout out to those injuries, which allowed them to sign Steph for practically nothing at this point. Guys making less money than you'd be so surprised how many point guards are making more money than him and players in general. But that's not, not going to go through that right now. He's making like 12 mil a year. Thank God for those ankles. Because that allowed you, Golden State Warriors, to have the ability to get rid of Harrison Barnes, get rid of Bogut, and get in the second best player in the world, Kevin Durant, on your team. But Steph Curry proved to me tonight that he can handle pressure. He hits the shots like he does in game 33 and 65, as he does in the NBA Finals. He hasn't choked one bit. He's proven 
He's top five in the league, and he does this. I once heard Russell Westbrook in postgame say, because another player was talking smack at him, he goes, I do this. He can say what he wants, but I do this. Steph Curry, in my opinion, you could have been saying this for a while, but I don't understand one more hater that's out there who doesn't accept the fact that you can pass, shoot, dribble, finish inside, play good team defense, and step up to the plate to make plays on D when the time is right. You're a full player. You ain't just a shooter, but you're also the damn best shooter of all time. So shout out to Steph Curry. And Clay, you're the, you're the man too. The guy's defense is unbelievable. And one more shout out to the, the, the ego that they check at the door is spectacular. So now here comes a little hypothetical for you guys. And then I'm going to go get going. We're going to get going around 35. So quick hypothetical. Just a bunch of crazy stuff that could happen. This final is going to end possibly for nothing. Warriors are going to be on top. Cavs are going to be the losers. That may call for drastic changes. Now, I'm not saying it's going to. But if you look at me in the eye and say, you're a 100% confident these Cavs are staying together, there's not going to be moves made, I don't see how you can say that. And I ain't saying LeBron's leaving. And I'm not thinking Kyrie's leaving either. Kevin Love can be scapegoated. And goddamn, you never know. LeBron James, he's not a guy who just gets content. He's going to want to compete if he's in this league for a title. I jokingly said with a friend before, hey, maybe LeBron will get his hiatus and he'll take a year off, see what happens in the league. I don't see that happening. But hey, like I said, don't count out LeBron. You don't know what's going on inside his head. So that's a little crazy. And then just think about pieces. Because people like to say the NBA, the storyline was Warriors and Cavs. The MVP thing was cool. We're going to have these pieces. We're going to have Chris Paul. We're going to have Paul George, Jimmy Butler. Go to the draft. we got Lonzo Ball, Markel Fultz. Ben Simmons is coming back to the NBA to play in his first games. Maybe Joel Embiid will be healthy too. The Knicks are always exciting because they're either a train wreck or they're playing well. And that means they're going to be exciting. Most likely, they're going to be a train wreck. But we got the draft around the corner. We got some big names out in free agency. And we're going to have some new faces in some new places. So a message to all the NBA haters out there. Adam Silver said it at halftime of this game. This is one of the best reality programs in America. And that's easy for me to say. Because there's going to be stars and they're going to be moving. More than you may think. Some of these stars do not get content. And some stars see the tunnel closing down on them before they can get out to the other side. I know I'm hoping for some moves. Because the only thing that makes a move like Kevin Durant going to the best team is if more moves happen to counteract that one. If you see a Paul George move to a team where he can make it such an impact where they can be a contender in either conference in the next one to two years, that's going to be exciting because great teams, as we know, don't stay together forever. And even if a franchise is lucky enough to have a bird or magic that lasts a decade, all the supporting cast ain't going to last a decade. And there's going to be good names in, good names out. Bad names in, bad names out. Plenty of storylines to look forward to in the NBA. And the draft is around the corner. 
So Knicks fans have a reason to be excited. And I jokingly, I will say before we go, the Knicks, even though they haven't been in a championship since the 90s, still find their way to get a hand in. In fact, we had three guys representing the Knicks tonight. Not even on the court. I'm not talking about Shump and JR and Channing Fry. Talking about Mike Breen, play-by-play guy for the Knicks. Love Mike Breen. Jeff Van Gundy, former coach of the Knicks. And Mark Jackson, former player for the Knicks. So shout out, Knicks. They got a pick coming up, number eight. Hopefully they don't mess it up. And I think that's the unfortunate truth of how Knicks fans feel. But okay, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. That was my Game 3 reactions. And here's my Game 4 pick. And I hate to say this. But I got to go with my gut. I got to go with what I think may happen. Nah, I'm changing my mind. The Warriors are going to win in four, and they're going to be the first team ever to have the perfect playoff. 16-0, Golden State Warriors. If you said Warriors in four, shout out to you. Because if you called that and you have proof, send it to me on Twitter, at SportBugNYC, or at P underscore Kennedy 81. I want to see it because you saw what we all thought we saw, but you had the guts to say it. I called Warriors in six. I think the Warriors are going to take it in four and make history. Whether you like it or not, we got legends in this series. LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors, possibly the best team of all time. But this is the Sports Blog New York Podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, and Google Play. As always, thank you to our sponsor, Wooter Apparel. That's at Wooter Apparel on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, W-O-O-T-E-R, apparel.com. And as always, thank you for tuning in.